0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, August seventeenth, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created along with weather data. In order to make one Moneyline pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows, that doesn't mean that I recommend you the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain about the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember the good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday, kind of a ho-hum day, slightly up on all plays. A lot of one-run games yesterday in baseball, which is always uh, always makes makes for things tense. You know, the uh, you know, Diamondbacks just couldn't get it done for us last night. One run lead going into the ninth and then leaving the ninth, uh losing by one, uh, extra inning game in Milwaukee on the right side of that one. Uh is kind of a mixed bag. You know, we talk about good and bad variant. It was kind of just, you know, got some one run games, lost some one run games. It's kind of the way it goes on average. It's uh uh, you know, some days you get you get all the good luck, some days you get all the bad luck issues. Like I said, kind of kind of a mixed bag. Hopefully we'll have some better luck today. And just as a reminder, and Jake mentioned this uh monday but we've got those college football episodes those three preview shows if you haven't watched those check those out there's a whole whole page on the website for those and we'll have a week zero college football show coming up should be out monday morning for you so we're within a week of having our first college football show of the new season i can't believe it's already that time uh going from talking about baseball to football i'm going to feel like what's this what's this brown object you know it's going to be a whole weird weird experience but i'm, I'm really looking forward to college football i love that cousin jared i know is uh you know listening to this probably you know chomping at the bit wait, waiting to, to get to that but we're still in baseball season for now before we get to today's baseball game some reminders visit that like button if you're on youtube also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way, assuming that you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any of the College Basketball movie or that College Football content I was just talking about that this channel provides. Share with a friend. Hit me up on Twitter. Drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And again, we've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. If you like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at HorseRacingToday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There isn't an angle they don't know or buy. They can't identify, check out their YouTube shows or the website. The links are in the description. Got a lot of games spread out today. Should be a nice day to watch a lot of baseball. We've got morning baseball if you're not in the Eastern time zone. 12.35 Eastern, first pitch Phillies at the Reds. We've been on the Phillies a lot lately. I think they've been underpriced and they've been undervalued. And it's mostly worked out for us today i think the price is a whole lot more reasonable and maybe actually favors the reds a little bit first time we have kind of said there's not really a, a big edge on the phillies here um I, I think the main reason for that today comes from the fact that the model really likes nick lodolo gives him a fairly similar rating to ranger suarez talk about suarez a guy who's pitched really well lately so he's a guy who's not one that you want to fade you know heavily in this one here, I'll take the Reds at plus 145. It's a C-grade pick. Model says it should be 144. So the model says maybe a tiny little bit of an edge, maybe worth a look. And that's kind of exactly how I see it. I think the Reds are worth a look here. Not a heavy play. If And if there's more Phillies money that comes in on this, you really might consider the reds a little bit heavier you know if this if this jumps up another nickel or dime then it starts to become b-grade territory where the reds are really worth an investment here the phillies are still more likely to win this game the model thinks they win at 59 percent of the time but again if we can start getting prices in the plus mid plus 155s now that becomes a reasonable investment the reds have a chance in this one again because of nick lodolo as much as i like ranger suarez lodolo not as bad as at 472 era the underlying metrics say it should be right around four and he projects to be a about as good as Suarez going forward. A pair of lefties here that are both pretty good. Reds offense, kind of right-handed heavy right now. Vado, I think, is the only left-handed hitter of, you know, really left in that lineup, it seems like, uh, that, that matters. Chris might be the only hitter that matters in general, to be honest. But the Reds get a little bit of a boost facing a lefty here. Again, their relievers are terrible, and the Phillies' relievers are pretty good. But on the road, day game here, Lodolo could control this game a little bit. I think the Reds got a chance, so we'll take a flyer with him at plus 145. It should be a nice day if you're in the air. You can get out to the ballpark here. It should be upper 70s to start, around 80 degrees to close. We'll be blowing across You got two pitchers that I like here, and so in general, that would lead you to think under. The issue is in that ballpark, there's always runs, a plenty. Model says 8.8, total of 8.5. I think it's a pretty well-priced total. I think this game is pretty well-pegged just in general. I think this is about where I'd have it. Um, if I were to make the line myself maybe again a little bit more friendly to the Reds, but not by much. Like I said, I think at this point it's worth a look, but it's not an investment that I'm really loving at this point. Reds have a chance, but I'm really looking for some bigger odds before I get more excited about this play because Ranger Suarez is pretty good. And this Phillies team, like I've been saying for a while now, is decent, not one you want to fade um, too much. Again, the Reds aren't very good either, but again, the little can keep them in this game, so I think the Reds may be worth a flyer. Again, a lot depends on the price. Here, I like this as you get more into the 150s, uh, a lot more than if you're down more like plus 140. 105 Eastern chart time Cubs at the Nats. Low 80s for the entirety of this game. Slight breeze blowing in, around 5 miles an hour. Drew Smiley versus Corey Abbott. Abbott gets one of the worst ratings in the starting pitcher database. Uh, Not good. Underlying metrics, worse. Not a guy who's going to give you a lot of length, mostly just a reliever. Um, so at this point, you know, we kind of expect him to go like three ish innings, turn it over to, and that's bullpen That isn't bad necessarily. Or it's not terrible. Um, uh, but I mean, you're not starting off on the right foot for the nationals. Uh, of course they don't have a lot of good pieces, uh, pretty bad offense as well. Cubs offense closer to average relievers now hurting as they traded a few away. Drew Smiley, pretty average. Other than the Cubs relievers, they're pretty, a pretty average team. The relievers really hurt them at this point. Smiley, three sixty nine ERA though I don't think he's that good. Underlying metrics have him a little bit higher. Again, another game that I think is priced really well here to start us off. uh, Model says Cubs minus one forty three. I'll take the Cubs at minus one fifty one, but it's not a price I like. I just can't get excited about the Nats at plus one thirty nine. You know, uh, model says plus one forty three would be your break even point on the Nats. I still probably wouldn't take them there, especially with Abbott on the mound. Again, the Nets relievers aren't terrible, and they actually read out better than the Cubs. But the issue is when you're expecting your starter to go three innings and turn it over, and it's mostly a bullpen game, and you already are below average, there's a lot of guys coming in that are going to be rough. And at some point, this Cubs offense, which again is fairly average, maybe slightly below average, um, but I mean, they still, without trading a couple of their guys, I mean, their hitters aren't bad. They're, They're not great obviously, but their offense isn't terrible. They're going to score some runs at some point. And so it's not a game that you – it's it's almost like that first game except the odds are just not quite good enough. It's like if I got bigger odds, i take a I take a chance on the Nats here and say maybe they can hang in there. Smiley's not that great. But I think Smiley is just that much better than on average what the Nats are going to throw. We just hope the Cubs relievers aren't too prominently involved. Minus 151 though is just not really a great number either. So it's again, it's a game I think is pretty well priced. If I get this around minus 140, I'm starting to get excited about it. But at minus 151, only a C grade pick. I'd rather be on the Cubs than the Nats at the prices we're seeing right now. But it's not one that I think offers a lot of long-term value because I think it's priced fairly well. Game the model says the total should be 9.3. Actual total is nine. So the model thinks the total's priced pretty well. Also, tougher sledding here early on. The game's priced fairly well, it appears, according to the model. One other game at this 1 o'clock Eastern time slot. It'll be around 80 degrees for the entirety of this one in Minnesota. A chance of rain more towards the later part of the afternoon. Probably not going to affect things too much, though. Slight breeze maybe blowing out, maybe across, but it should stay at 5 miles an hour under. So not really much of a wind effect here in this one. Daniel Lynch versus Tyler Malley. Lynch, 452 ERA, Underline metrics say maybe it should be a little bit better than that. He's an average, maybe slightly below average pitcher. I can call him average and say it's rounding error. Malley, on the other hand, is above average, a pretty good pitcher. 426 ERA, but that's inflated because he pitched so many of those games in Cincinnati. Again, a huge hitter friendly ballpark. Advanced metrics say it should be more in the upper threes. Pretty big edge here for the Twins with the rise of the starting pitcher. Obviously a huge edge with Regards to the relievers and the huge edge, with regards to the offense here, the Twins should definitely be favored. The only question is by how much. Model says it should be minus two hundred four, so I'll take minus one ninety three with a B grade pick. It's a high price, but I think as long as the number starts with one, I think it's a safe invest. I think it's a solid investment. I think it's a smart investment. Uh, safe, probably not a good word to use there. Um, you know, if if you if you're getting the, the low twos, it's probably still the side I would on but it's one that again the premium just gets starts to get uncomfortable and that's where you start scaling back a little bit Uh, but at minus 193 it's a b grade pick i think the twins are the the side to be on here and i don't think the i don't think you're paying too big of a price so i'm okay laying a little bit laying a little bit of the lumber here with the twins if it drops any now you're talking about a grade territory but at 193 it's just too steep to talk about an a grade Um, twins are the right side price is okay So that's why I said I like it. That's why I have loves, likes, and leans, right? I like this pick. I don't love it. I like it. I think the twins are good. Uh, I just always have to be careful with these bigger odds. It's it's not one that, again, I love because laying a price near minus 200 is never exciting unless the model says it should be 250 or something crazy like that. Model says to go over on this game. Model says the total should be 8.9. The actual total is eight. That kind of makes sense. The Royals have been more of an over team. Twins offense is pretty good. I think the biggest question here is how many runs can the Twins score off of Daniel Lynch? That's to me the big the big question. So maybe you can isolate twins team total over. Probably problem is it's probably going to be pretty high. And so the model thinks the Royals offense isn't bad enough, and maybe they get a few runs off the twins. So the model says go over, thinks it's maybe uh, you know, a six to three type game. Um, again, thinks more like nine runs rather than eight. So I'm going to keep an eye on there with a total here. Model thinks there might be a little bit of an edge there, and again, I like the Twins here to get it done as long as your number stays under the starting number stays under two. So the 307 window, we've got one game at this time slot: Orioles and the Blue Jays. I don't know what else to say about these two teams. I mean, I, I, I've said it for weeks now. The Blue Jays are the most overpriced team in baseball as of late. The Orioles are pretty solid. Uh, the Orioles got it done yesterday again his big plus, big plus, <laughs> plus dogs here. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, at some point, the price is going to catch up. I think the price is catching up a little bit today. So at some point, again, this is why I made the comment. This is why I built the model, because you can't just keep rolling with what's working. You can for a while. The question is, when do you kind of start slowing down a little bit here? Model thinks the price has caught up a little bit here today. I'm still on the Orioles on this one, but it's an interesting case because it's two pitchers that the model has tended not to like, but I think are better than the model indicates. I think the model kind of struggles a little bit with the guys like Voth and Stripling who have kind of pitched in relief and don't quite go as long. It's just, it's a little bit harder to pick up the exact exactly what's happening with some of these guys and so again the model doesn't like Foth at all and of course he does have a 534 era but the underlying metrics do say it should be in the upper threes so i don't think Foth is quite as bad as that 111 rating the model gives him stripling has a 316 ERA, and the underlying metrics say it should be that much worse than that and gives him a 98 rating and i'm looking at that saying i think maybe it should be higher or, or better than that, lower than that you know maybe more like a 94 you know so again two guys that i think the model just isn't as high on as it, sh- as it should be so the model says total of 9.8 and i probably would go over nine because these two teams tend to combine for a lot of runs but it's not a it's not a quick of an over as you might assume just because again i don't think these two pitchers are that bad and so if you consider that the model doesn't like either one of these pitchers is 9.8. If you kind of factor that in, now the model would probably get you a lot closer to that total nine. So I think nine's not a bad total for this one. Again, I might still lean over, but it's not quite as much of a, oh yeah, easy overplay. See, and I kind of like both of these pitchers. I think both of them have some upside. Talk to me You got the Orioles relievers. Did it again for us last night and are really good. Blue Jays relievers, kind of meh. Uh, but of course, that offense for them is a lot better than the Orioles' offense. Again, facing a righty, we talking about the, the Blue Jays keep facing righties, and I, I, when they face a lefty, all of a sudden now it's going to. I feel like it's going to turn around for them, but they keep facing righties, and their offense just isn't that great against righties. Good, not great. Model says Blue Jays minus one fifty nine, so it says the Blue Jays should be favored in this game. It says it's priced pretty well. I'll take a flyer on the dog here, just in a game that I think is priced pretty accurately, but one I don't think offers quite the edge at the orioles have offered to us in the first two games of the series In the first two games of the series i said it's orioles or pass but i really like the orioles in today's game it's i think either side's fine i don't think either side really offers an advantage i'll take a shot with the orioles here at these prices if the numbers shift a little bit again before starting lineups are announced if, if a lineup's announced and then we've got some key guy multiple key guys out maybe that's a little bit of a difference but otherwise at this point unless the number moves I think it's priced pretty well. I'll take a chance that the Orioles can get it done again. Uh, But I think it's priced pretty well. The the Blue Jays should be favored in this game. Probably not by quite this much, but it's not nearly as much of an overprice as they've been in previous games. Speaking of teams that the books are finally adjusting to, we got the Mariners, another A-grade winner for us last night. For the most part, a, a team that continues to be underpriced, and we have profit. I mean, the Mariners, I feel like, are putting some kids through college at this point. I mean, they have been a cash cow for us, but today's situation's a little bit different. I think finally, for the for for like maybe like the third time in the last month, I look at this line and I say, actually, I think it's a little bit too steep on the Mariners. I like George Kirby. I think he's pretty good pitcher. That three thirty nine ERA is no no mirage. That's about how good he is. And it's not that I'm a huge fan of Tuki Toussaint. Now, he does have a 270 ERA, It's only in 13 innings. The underlying metrics say it really should be more in the mid-four. So it's not like he's a great pitcher. He gets a fairly below average rating. It's just this price is really steep. Mariners, better on offense, better relief, better at starter. Absolutely, the Mariners should be favored in this game. But on the road, a price like minus 200 is just too steep. In my opinion, as much as I love this Mariners y'all know I've loved them. I've loved backing them, but here I think it's Angels are pass. Now, if you say, "Hey, the Mariners have been too good to me," I'm not going to fade them. Respect, hundred percent. But I think it's Angels are passing this one. I think that price is just too much. It doesn't mean the Mariners don't win. Again, they should win. they the, they should be favored. It's just a premium. Again, for one of the few times in the last month, month and a half or so, it's just a way too steep on the Mariners. Maybe they're finally realizing this team's pretty dang good, like I've been saying for for months now. I'm not really sure if it's a trend that we will continue to see. I hope not. It's been a lot of fun backing them. Uh, but today, again, this price is too steep. Model says it should be Mariners minus 174. It's still a pretty hefty favorite on the road to be minus 174 on the road. That means there's a little bit of value here on the Angels at plus 179. I'll take them with a C-grade pick. Not going to go too heavy on it. Edge isn't big enough. And this Angels team is still terrible, but I mean they got a chance in this one. They're, you know, a, a, and those odds are just way too high. So again, Angels or pass. I hate not being on the Mariners, but again, at some point you have to recognize. I I assume I'm hoping I'm, I'm thinking if you looked at this line before anything and you just saw that price, you might have thought to yourself. That line seems a little bit high. I mean, that's kind of—I looked up, I like, it seems a little bit high. And if you thought that you were you were smack on it, it's, it's pretty high. Mariners really good, but I mean, that's just a really high number. Maybe they're finally getting the respect they deserve. It'll be sad if that's the case. But again, we've profited so much off of it. You know, we've we've got a lot of good memories there, at least. And again, the model things go over, and partially because it's going to be a really warm one today in An Anaheim. models says a total of nine point three. Actual total is 8.5, and I tend to agree that I think this total should be 9. Kirby is good. Toussaint should give up some runs. I mean, the Mariners will score some runs in this game. Um, Questions can the Angels keep up, but it's a warm day. The ball is going to fly out of there. It's going to be in the mid to upper 80s for the most part of this game, and the winds will be blowing out consistently at around 10 miles an hour for this one. Night game, the wind tends to die down as the night goes on, it tends to cool off a little bit. But again, because it's day game there, it'll stay warm. Wind'll be blowing out the whole time. Again, not too strong. Not gonna, you know, not gonna make a pop fly become a home run. But with the warmer there, the ball's gonna carry a little bit of wind blowing out. Uh, you know, warning track fly balls are not gonna turn into home runs. Maybe some routine outs, maybe turn into doubles with that extra bit of carry. So, model thinks nine is nine to nine and a half is better totals. Model would say go over eight and a half in this one. Specs expects the warmer weather to create a few more runs in that one one of the game at that four o'clock eastern time slot padres at the marlins got it done with the marlins yesterday i feel uh anytime you win with the marlins you just feel like it's your lucky day right the marlins are just so terrible kids got four runs yesterday you know first time they've scored more than three runs and I don't know, probably since like 1912, it seems like. Uh, today, they'll throw another really good pitcher out there, Pablo Lopez. Talk about the Marlins. The starting pitchers are, are their absolute strength. A lot of really good starting pitchers, and that's all they've got. Uh, we've, we've loved Pablo, of course. 355 ERA, that's pretty accurate. He's a really good pitcher. You know, not great, but still good. Clevenger, on the other hand, projects to be about league average. So edge the Marlins here starting pitcher-wise. Clevenger does have a 347 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the low force. So the model... Really likes Pablo more than Clevenger. So something to keep an eye on there. Model thinks that there's a starting pitcher edge here, that if you look deeper than just the ERA, that Pablo has been the better pitcher, projects to be the better pitcher than Clevenger. Of course, bullpens, Padres bullpen, kind of average to meh. Um, model's always like the Padres bullpen a little bit more than I think it should. Um, Marlon's bullpen, though, not good. Saw that last night. Uh, gave us a little bit of a scare. Offensively, of course, Padres have a massive edge there. Again, again, the Padres should be favoring in the questions just by how much. Model says it should be Padres minus 121, so it says they should be slight road favorites. So I'll take the Marlins at plus 132 with the B grade picks. Decent edge here, worth a look here for the Marlins. Padres, again, overpriced. Doesn't mean they don't win, it just means that they're overpriced again and not a good long term investment. If you've been back in the Padres, every once in a while you'll win, but you'll lose way more than you'll win. And the model says it's the same story today here in a game that is coin toss ish but edge Padres and plus 132 is just enough to say that it's worth a look Gabe has a total of seven model says 7.9 it's always tough with the Marlins though I mean they got four runs yesterday but in general they've been scoring you know they've been scoring three or less and even three's been hard for them to get so model says over model says that the streak of the Marlins not scoring any runs that their offense is bad but but that's kind of not really sustainable. And that makes sense. Uh, no team ever does that bad <laughs> that consistently. So the model says, hey, this total is being driven down because the Marlins offense has been so bad. But it's kind of just been some bad luck. And they are bad, but maybe not that bad. So that's kind of where the model's getting that number. So I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just letting you know that uh, the, the, the model is trying to tell us. And I'm not saying that, again, you should play this or not. But the model's trying to tell us that, hey, maybe this total is driven down a little bit by an overreaction. To this incredible run of bad offense the Mons have had, but in general we don't quite project it to be that bad going forward. That's kind of the model's take uh, on this total again, things it should be a little bit higher. I kind of tend to agree. I kind of think seven and a half would make more sense. Um, I think seven runs is very possible for this game. Again, Clevenger is just average. I think I think there's a perception that he's you know really good, and the model doesn't think so. The model just says average. Obviously, Pablo is good, but the Padres' offense is just as good as well feels like a game that's 3-3 late just like yesterday's was and if it's 3-3 late going over 7 we at least get the push and again 3-3 late give me plus 132 i'll take my chances Marlins bullpen's not good but neither is the Padres and we'll see what happens so it's kind of kind of a kind of a hope there if we can get to that 3-3 late spot we got a we got a shot with the dog here at decent odds in Miami to the night games 705 eastern rays at the yankees <sighs> I don't know what to make of this Yankees offense. I, I'm. It's not as simple as they've lost Carpenter because that's as good of a season as he's had. You know, it's not just it's. And I know I know they're down two hitters right now, but two hitters shouldn't make the difference from them being one of the best offenses in the league to you know Marlins territory of late. It's kind of confusing. I think it's a little bit of bad luck. Maybe it's a little bit of pressing. And and that's the tough thing is, you know, we all know that sometimes baseball players, when they get in slumps and the team's in a slump, you start thinking to yourself, you know, I've got to hit the three-run home run. I don't care if there's nobody on base. I'm hitting the three-run home run to get us out of this type stuff, right? And you, you start pressing a little bit. And so maybe there's a little bit of that happening i'm not really sure this yankees offense is still good they still have a lot of talent here and the model knows who's out the model still says the offense is should be doing better than it is so um statistically i just cannot come up with a reason why they're this bad again the components they have should still be better than they are but right now they're clearly struggling they're clearly struggling there's no way to deny that so they've let us down here the first two nights i'm on the yankees again in general, I've said, hey, if there's a Yankees edge, we want to jump all over it. Today, I'm, I'm tempering that back. And I've only got a B play on the Yankees here at minus 132. Model says it should be minus 136. I will say the model really liked Corey Kluber last time out and kind of swung around on him, and that wasn't a good thing. And Domingo Herman, the model's really down on, but I don't think he's quite as bad as the model thinks. So I think that there's a little bit of a misrepresentation there, and I'm going to trust that there's – these Yankees offense just won't continue to be this bad. They 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 shouldn't be this bad. Um, they still have good hitters on their in their lineup. That's the bottom line. They should be able to score runs. And I don't know. They're gonna break out of it, right? We all know that they will. Con- they will break out of it at some point. They will start scoring runs again. We don't know when, and the probability that it's tonight is the same as it was last night. And it's the same as it's tomorrow. I mean, who knows when it's going to happen. I'm just going to trust here that, again, the model knows who's in and out, and it still says that the Yankees' offense is good and that the Yankees should be favored by more than this. So I'll take the Yankees at minus 132. It's a B-grade play for me. I think it's worth a look. I'm not buying into any of the narratives around the team. I still think they're a solid team. I think it's about a wash with regards to starting pitchers between these two guys, relievers. I still like the relievers on the Yankees better, and I still like the offense from the Yankees more at home. I think 132 is a decent price. I'll be on the Yankees here. Model says go over eight. Model says eight and a half. But again, you have that big question mark about the Yankees' offense it surrounds this whole game. What's going on with that offense? If if you trust they can bounce back, again, model thinks overs. The the look here. If you're scared of that offense, then you you know you wouldn't agree with that. And I don't. I don't. It's not crazy. It's not a crazy take. (laughs) That offense is scary right now, and I don't know when it's going to break bounce back. But again, I'm I'm just going to trust the model here and put my money where my mouth is and say. Yankees are underpriced at minus one thirty two, and it's worth a look tonight. It'll be low seventies tonight in New York. Winds will be blowing out about five miles an hour, so not much of a wind effect there. It's kind of an average night here in New York. Again, in a game that I think is a wash between the starting pitchers, Kluber's underlying metrics are pretty solid, but Herman historically has been decent enough. I think there's two decent starting pitchers, but again, I'll take the Yankees offense over the Rays, even though I know it's struggling right now. I think in general, I still think those hitters are better than the Rays hitters. 7-5 East short-time Red Sox at the Pirates. Got that angry winner with the Red Sox yesterday. They put up four runs before you might have even turned the game on, and that was all they needed to win that one, so that was a lot of fun. Tonight, the price is a little bit more realistic. Model says it should be Red Sox minus 143, offering no edge to either side. I'll take a chance with the Pirates at plus 136. It's a well-priced game. To me, it's a stay away completely. Uh, at these prices, if the number moves, now you're talking something different, you know. I can see some Red Sox money coming in on this game and driving the price up here, and if you get bigger plus odds for the Pirates, they might be worth a look. The reason why, Randy Contreras, for them, not a bad pitcher, 378 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics say he's not that good, but he's very average. A young guy who's getting called back up here, um, got some potential to make a jump at some point. I don't know when that'll happen, whether it's going to be tonight, we'll see it, or whether it's next season, the year after. I mean, he's a young guy with a lot of potential decent pitcher and he showed he's he, he he's not one of those guys who has made no starts He's coming up and you don't know what you're gonna get him. he's come up and pitched fairly well so far in his short big league career so a decent pitcher here for the pirates against rich hill for the red sox and you never know what you're gonna get here with him and so for me i look at it and i say not knowing what you're gonna get from rich hill laying a big price like that doesn't mean they don't win but it's just not really a, a play that i think i want to make um, you know, 475 ERA for Hill. Underlying metrics said maybe a tad better, but, I mean, he's just all over the place at this point in his career. You never know if his curveball is going to be there. It sounds like they're going to have Winkowski available in relief. Behind him was kind of the plan, was to piggyback him off of Hill. Um... I didn't pay enough attention that game. I don't even know if they used him last night. Maybe they did. I don't know. Someone else probably knows about this. I don't. I just knew that was the plan in, initially. Again, I don't know if that went awry last night. But when Kelsey's not any better, and there's a lot of relievers in that pen coming in behind Hill who, who weren't that good, they just don't have a lot of depth now. The backing guys have kind of sorted out and are decent, but I mean, you got to get to the eighth really at that point, and Hill's not, probably not going to give you seven. I, you know, I, I, it's just an uncomfortable spot there. It's not that the Pirates are good. It's just uh, we talked about the issue. They're, they're very bad, but facing a pitcher like Hill like I mean they could score some runs Contreras is decent enough it's one of those that like bad teams win some baseball games and at home the Pirates this is a type of game they could easily win as opposed to last night's where I just thought there was a some pretty big mismatches here it's like I don't know I'd rather have Contreras than Hill at this point um so I mean I'd, I'd rather take the starting pitcher for the Pirates now, that's the only thing I'd have of the Pirates but they are home as well and at some point again it's all about the price 136 is an is a number I'll take here with a lean, but again, it's just not high enough for me to get really excited. If this number gets up, though, now we're talking about getting excited about the possibility of pulling for the underdog here. As it is, though, it's it's just not high enough. Main thing is, it's just hard to lay a steep price with Rich Hill. That's my biggest thing. And maybe you feel more comfortable with him, but I don't personally. And it's because of that, because of Hill not being very good Um Model thinks that you should go over eight. Model says total of 8.6. Um, it's a chillier night in Pittsburgh, so I'm not really sure. I think eight's probably a decent total. It'll be mid-70s to start. It'll be upper 60s to close in this one. No wind effect. It'll be very minimal and blowing across. So uh, Model thinks some runs, though, just because of Hill. And, and says that Contreras is as good as he as as as. Much potential as he has is still just an average pitch, and the Red Sox offense is still pretty good. So, model thinks both teams can score some runs here. Maybe we get to four four, and at that point, you've guaranteed an over. So again, model thinks maybe look at the over here based off of the weaker pitching. Um, again, like we always talk about, you can count on the Pirates bullpen to give up some runs. So, so, so our game plan is the Pirates get up early, you know, get some runs off a hill, get up to a nice little three nothing lead. Maybe it's you know, 4-1 by the sixth inning, and then all of a sudden now, you know, the Pirates relievers really are going to give up some, some runs. And that'll, you know, get closer to the total. Maybe the Pirates can hold on at plus odds. It's kind of the way I would see this playing out. Uh, but tough to make an investment on this one. I think there's just better opportunities on the board tonight. One of those here at 710 Eastern Tigers, the Guardians. Guardians couldn't quite come back and get it for us last night, but I still think that the right side tonight, even at this price of minus 202, to be a great pick for me on Cleveland, the model says it should be Guardians minus 236, says they should be much bigger favorites. Again, it didn't work out last night, but I see it playing out very similar to last night, very similar to that first game on Monday. We've got a pretty big starting pitcher. It's your average pitcher for the Guardians here with Cal Quantrill, 376 CRO. Underline really metrics say it should be a little higher, but you get an average pitcher who should have success against this below average Tigers offense and a pretty bad pitcher for the Tigers and Daniel Norris. Means the Guardians should be able to get some eat some runs across in a lower scoring game. So again, I see it just like last night. I see it just like Game One. Again, it didn't work out for us last night, but I see a you know four to two type Guardians win here. Uh, Norris is at five ninety seven ERA, and do the advanced metrics do say it should be one run better than that? But that's still not good. Again, pretty big edge here for the Guardians. They're at home. They've got an edge on the starting pitcher. They got an edge with the relievers. They got an edge on offense. So again, it's a big number at minus two hundred two. But again model thinks that that's still one that is worth an investment in the long run total 7.5 models to 7.3 again i i would consider this under here i think it's going to be a low scoring game it's a low number so anything can happen there. you have to worry about potential extra innings but again the guardians are the much better team so in general the way it should play out is they should be up like i said like i'm saying you know 3-1 late 4-2 that sort of thing should be a lower scoring game guardians should have a lead tigers have a hard time scoring today Montreal is decent enough to hold them down, and the rest of those Guardians relievers are pretty solid. So I won't see them scoring much. I think the Guardians win a low-scoring game, and I think, again, minus 200 or so is worth an investment here. B-grade pick for me, not an A-grade pick because we're already investing a lot at those odds, but one that I do think is worth your time here tonight. 720 Eastern short time, Mets at the Braves. It'll be around 80 degrees to start, mid-70s here to close. No real wind effect on this one, Max Scherzer versus Jake Odorici. The model in this series has really said these two teams are pretty similar and plus odds makes a lot of sense. Now it hasn't worked out the first two nights as the Braves have won both games fairly handily here. Um, And and it's saying relatively consistently. It says the same thing here that the the Mets should be favored. Today, obviously a huge starting pitcher edge with Max Scherzer, one of the best in the game against a very just average pitcher in Jake Odorisi. But again, the model here just says plus odds makes some sense that these two teams are closer than you think. It's not a huge edge though. the model. Since so Mets minus 135, I'll take plus 136 on the Braves. Just a lean, just a C-grade pick here. Not one that I think is worth a huge investment. Now again, if there's a bunch of Mets money that comes in throughout the day, maybe you start thinking the Braves are a little bit more exciting as underdogs here. It's hard to go too heavy against Max Scherzer. He's so good, but again, the Mets aren't going 35-0 and in his starts or abbreviated for injuries, whatever, right? They're not going to win every time he pitches, and the Braves are a good team at home. Just because I'm on the on the Mets the last two days, I, I've said the whole time, I, I thought both these teams were really good. Um, I just thought it was about the price. I thought the Braves should be favored in both those first two games. I just thought they were favored by a little bit too much, and they won. Okay, right? It's same thing here. I think the Mets should be favored, and they might win this one too. I think this is good baseball. I think it's one of the series you want to keep an eye on if you can. It um, should be more competitive. Those first two games should be more competitive than they were. Of course, you know, losing uh, Walker yesterday in the, in the second. You know, it's nothing nothing in the third inning, and Walker comes out, you know, with an injury, and so that kind of derails that one. You know, hopefully, you know, starting pitchers stay healthy. And, again, it should be a tight game. Um, obviously, the big question mark here is going to be Risi. Can he keep this Mets offense down? The Braves starters have done that uh this series can he i don't know um model thinks it's worth a chance though because that it happens enough times that plus 136 offers some value so i'll be on the braves again odds not big enough to like more than just with a c grade though model says 8.2 for the total total is actually 7.5 model says that as good as scherzer is the Braves should be able to score some runs off of him because that offense is still solid still a good offense that's kind of the big question mark there um, obviously the Mets will score a few off Reese model thinks um, more likely to be a five to three type game than a four to three type game um, something to keep in mind there but again a game that's priced fairly well I think at this point but I think there's just a little bit too high on the Mets as good as Scherzer is he's only so much of it um, the Braves relievers really good Braves offense still pretty good can hang in there got a chance to win this one at home In a game that might have some weather delays, again, kind of the one tonight that is the most likely to, again, those southern um, thunderstorms here in the summer, um, something to keep an eye on there. Might be a pop-up storm, might kind of come through, but it shouldn't affect if the game gets played. It just might kind of delay us for 30, 45 minutes like we saw the other night. 7.45 Eastern short time, Rockies at the Cardinals. Around 80 degrees to start, upper or lower 70s to close. A slight breeze blowing in should stay five miles an hour or under. Again, that the model says the total should be 6.9. So the model likes going under. Under didn't work last night, but likes the under here. Again, a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, thinks it should be a lower-scoring game. Two above-average pitchers in Herman Marquez and Jordan Montgomery. Marquez is at 5.08 ERA. It's inflated by Coors. Underline metrics say hey, it should be in the low fours. Not great, but still above average. Montgomery, that 337 ERA underlying metrics say maybe a tiny bit higher, but a pretty good pitcher himself there. Again, the Rockies' offense does look a little bit more competent against lefties than righties. I think that's being priced in, though. The model still says the Cardinals should be massive favorites in this game. model says Cardinals minus 210. I'll take the Cardinals minus 106 with the B grade pick. I was expecting to have a smaller edge on this given the Rockies against a lefty, but it's like I said, it's like, it's like, that's being priced in everyone's kind of realized that they're a much more dangerous team against lefties. Um, Model still says even accounting for that, that the Cardinals should be favored with a number more like minus two ten. So again, one ninety six offers some value here on the Cardinals. That's the side I want to be on. I think the price is short. They have a massive edge everywhere across this game, other than starting pitcher. And they still have an edge there because I'd still rather have Montgomery than marquez again a game that should be low scoring model thinks cardinals and under i'm on the cardinals here with a b grade pick even at a high price 805 eastern short time a's at the rangers kind of mentioned yesterday you know a's had a chance uh you know i tweeted out i took the rangers at minus 115 i said it was a b grade pick like a b minus pick I wasn't really comfortable with it, but I was like, I guess there's some value there on the Rangers. Other people apparently agreed that price finished more in the minus 130s. I don't know why people were confident backing it at minus 120, minus 125, minus 130. At that point, I thought the price was way out of hand. Sure enough, the Rangers lose. Um, So a lot lot of people with confidence in the Rangers that I'm not really sure why they were – I think the uh, initial line was priced better than the closing, and that's one of the things I, I've, I've talked about a lot here. Injuries aside, a lot of times the opening lines are priced just as well as the closing lines. There's not really much of this, oh, wherever the line closes is the valuable point or not. It doesn't really tell you a lot. People were, I don't know what they were thinking backing the Rangers that much. Like I, I talked about it yesterday, right? The Rangers, not a good team. Now the A's are, of course, terrible, but you know, just because they fired their manager or whatever, not going to make them a good team. They're still pretty mediocre. Initially going up against a good pitcher and Sears, couldn't get the job done. Um, that's it today. I'll be on the Rangers again. has nothing to do with anything about them. Pouncing back. nothing to do with the manager, nothing to do with anything other than just, I think that Adam Aller is like the worst starting pitcher in baseball. And that's really all it has to do with. Um, I, I don't love this Rangers team. I still think they're not very good, um, but they have a league average offense and a league average offense against Adam Aller should score a lot of runs. On the other side of the ball, it'll be real interesting because I think as bad as the ace is, I think Cole Raggins is just as bad. So that'll be a real question mark. Kind of the, uh, You know, immovable object meets the. A removable object means the thing that can't – whatever. I don't know what the, what the phrase is, right? <laughs> One of those uh, things where it's like neither neither thing is good, right? But but the Rangers should score off of Aller because he's very terrible. Again, both sets of relievers are terrible. It's bad baseball here, but I think 155 is short because the Rangers' offense is the difference maker against a terrible pitcher at home. Model says it should be 167. It's not that I like Raggins. It's just this A's team is really bad, and again, Aller is terrible. So I'm on the Rangers here with the B grade pick at minus 155. Again, it's not so much about any bounce back, any manager, any of that. It's just I don't think this A's team is very good. They used all their good relievers last night. It seems like um, dodging bullets left and right, trying to avoid. Uh, you know, the Rangers had runners on light in that one, and almost every inning it seemed like um, using those a lot of those relievers makes them a little more ineffective today, maybe unavailable today. So I just think the Rangers are the right side here at this price at minus one fifty five. Again, I think it should be higher than that. Again, really just because I think an average offense or slightly above average offense can get to Adam Aller and get, score a lot of runs off of him. Again, the model thinks his price pretty well. Model says 9.2. Total actually is 9. So model says stay away from that total. That 9 is a pretty good number. 18 Eastern short time. Dodgers at the Brewers. Dodgers all of a sudden lost 2 out of 3 here. Now, uh, like we talked about, uh, price on the Dodgers is just way too high. They're still a really good baseball team, but it, I think we're seeing what we saw with the Dodgers, with the Yankees earlier in the season, just unstoppable. And backing them, just blind backing them makes money. But at some point, you got to figure out when to get off that train. And like I said, I think the prices are too high on the Dodgers. And this win streak that they had earlier, we backed them you know about half the time, I think. But uh, I still think the price is too high. Brewers plus 158 is an A great play for me. I think they got a chance to pull this one off. Tony Gonsolin versus Eric Lauer. Gonsolin's a better pitcher than Lauer. Don't get me wrong here. Gonsolin is a good pitcher. Gets a 90-degree rating. He, I think he is good. I want to make sure you hear that. However, I don't think he's as good as a 2.24 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be more in the mid-three. So good, but I just don't think he's great. He's being priced like he's Clayton Kershaw. He's being priced like he's Justin Verlander. And I just don't think he's at that tier. I think he's good, but I think he's more like Martin Perez you know, than you know, like in, uh, you know, from Rivaldez, right? So I, I I just think he's, I don't know why I'm going all the lefties here. <laughs> I think he's good, not great. Lauer, on the other hand, pretty average, 364 ERA. I don't know like metric state should actually be a little bit higher than that, just a run-of-the-mill average pitcher. Um, obviously, Dodgers offense, good. Brewer's offense, if like we talk about, very hitter miss. You never know what you're going to get for them. But I think they got a chance, and this one. model says it should be Dodgers minus 134. And, again, this is giving the Dodgers every boost I can possibly imagine. I've, like, turned it up to 10 to try to figure out how to give the Dodgers every boost I possibly can. If I didn't do that, this number is probably closer to a coin toss game. It's probably more in the, like, minus 120s. I just this price is too high. It's Brewers or past, just like it was last night, just like it's been. It, 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 we're, getting, we're to the point, like, every night, I think, it's basically – either fade the Dodgers or just don't play it. And if you don't want to play it, that's fine. Um, Again, you missed out on the last two, two of the last three nights, big plus winner or plus winner with the Royals. And then last night, you know, very short odds on the, on the Brewers here in a game that they had a massive pitching edge. Uh, you know, needed extras, unfortunately, to get a ton made a little scary, but uh, still got us Still got us to the window here. Same thing, I think it's Brewers pass 158 is tremendous value. It's the biggest edge based off of win probability differential between the model's thought and the price that we can get. Biggest edge on the board is right here. I love the Brewers here. I think they got a chance. Don't know who's going to win, but at plus 158, I think the Brewers went enough times to make this a great investment. I think it's worth a look here to see if we want to fade the Dodgers. Model says total of 8.5. Actual total is eight. Eh. Probably a total I don't think I'd mess with. I think Brewers is just the side to be on. Eight finishes and short time Astros. At the White Sox, I already put this up on the website here. The Astros are my play of the day. Second biggest edge on the board right behind the Brewers here is the Astros. At minus 141, it's an a grade play model, so it should be Astros minus 161. Biggest thing here is I just don't think Michael Kopech is that good. Um, 318 ERA, but I put this in the on the website here. Really low home run rate. Uh, a lot of his fly balls are just staying in the yard. He's, uh, his batting average on balls in play is great as well. Those are things that he's not—he's not found the magic formula for success for how to do this. He didn't—he ha- had league average numbers his first two years in the league, um, and he's going to have league average numbers on average going forward. These are things that pitchers don't really control on average. You know, you go back and you look at the, the historical seasons—the Pedro Martinez, the Randy Johns and these guys—the Greg Maddox. This guy has a lot of years, and you look at their batting average on balls in play, and it bounces around. One year it'll be. 220 the next year it'll be 320. i mean these guys can't as good as every you're good they just can't control it it's just random right and that kind of tells you how if your results are good but doesn't mean that's predictive right and that's the thing is that copex had great results 318 year a great results but again it's been because the balls that have been hit off of him have mostly turned into outs and mostly haven't gone over the fence and that's great results for him good for him but that's not predictive in general going forward I think he's just an average pitcher. He's a guy also that the pitch counts can get up on. The Astros team that can work pitch counts, get him out of there, get to the bullpen. This sets up really well for the Astros. Frumber Valdez is a fantastic pitcher, 273 ERA. The underlying metrics have him a tiny bit higher than that, but the projection is that his ERA should be over a full run better than So I mean, you have a pretty massive edge here for the Astros starting pitcher wise, and again, an an edge on offense. The White Sox offense does do better against lefties, but Frumber is – a lefty that's of a different caliber. White Sox, I, I you know, tend to crush mediocre lefties, and to crush average lefties. The top tier lefties though might be a little bit different story. Again, the model knows that the White Sox hit lefties better. The model's accounting for that and it still says the Astros win this game almost 62% of the time, and a 62% winner at minus 141 is a great investment. Love the Astros here. And again, the model says should be totaled at 7.9. Actual total is 8, so the model says total is spot on. Nice weather there in Chicago, mid-70s to start, around 70 degrees to close, and wind's mostly blowing across. So just a nice night there in Chicago. No wind effect, no real temperature effect there either. One late game for us, nine forty-five Eastern start time. Diamondbacks at the Giants. A chilly one in San Francisco. I know you're shocked. There around sixty degrees for most of the game. Wind blowing out, but again, shouldn't affect things too much in that ballpark. Zach Davies versus Carlos Rodon. Talked about this at the top of the show. Yet, uh, you know, yesterday the Diamondbacks just couldn't hold on for us. And that's the problem with both of these teams. Their bullpens are both terrible. Giants bullpen looking good the last couple of days. I don't know if that's about them or more about the fact that the Diamondbacks offense can be pretty terrible. Diamondbacks offense gets a Dean facing a lefty as they're pretty left-handed heavy Giants offense gets a boost facing a right-hander as they're pretty left-handed heavy I think that's the difference in this game that's why I'm on the Giants here at minus 208 but I don't think it's priced where it's really advantageous to jump on it model says it should be Giants minus 200 so if you get a number that starts with a one I'm starting to get more excited about this but at 208 we're paying a premium that I don't really think is worth too heavy of an investment here Giants probably the right side. Redone obviously light years better than Zach Davies. Not much to say about either pitcher. I mean, their sets are kind of what they are. Redone's really good. Davies isn't. Um, Diamondbacks offense much worse than the Giants offense. I and mean, both bullpens terrible, but Redone's a guy who I, I feel like can struggle sometimes on teams that can work the pitch count and get him out of there early, get to that bullpen. But I mean, Redone should kind of mow through these weaker Diamondback hitters. Again, a lot of Diamondback lefties as well should favor Redone and or the Diamondbacks are going to have to know play a couple of the righties that are weaker get some keep some of their lefties on the bench so I mean I think this is Advantage Giants here they should be massive favorites minus 200 or minus 208 just it's just a just too much to be excited about again if it drops down to the 100s maybe now it's more of an exciting play maybe you're talking about a B grade Get model thinks 200 so two hundred eight. only a lean it's the side I'd rather be on but the premium is so high it's just not worth the heavy investment in my opinion I'll recap the A plays. I only got two of them for you today. At the Brewers, plus at plus 158 at home against the Dodgers. And the Astros at minus 141. At the White Sox, some days we get a lot of A plays. Some days we only get two. It's where it goes. A lot of good B plays, though. And a lot of, a lot of games to keep an eye on where the numbers move. And a lot of times even when I start recording by the time I upload it, the numbers moved a lot. So depending on how the number moves, it might open up some edges for you on some of these games. Again, it's all about Price. You're playing you're playing teams and prices. You have to consider who you think is going to win, but it's also about the price. If you're just saying, I think this team's going to win in lane minus 180. It's not a good long-term strategy, right? A lot of y'all know this a lot, preaching to the choir for a lot of you. But again, it's all about the price. And there's some dogs that might be worth it today, especially if a bunch of favorite money comes in. Some dogs might be worth a look in a handful of these games that i have got lanes on here. So a lot of a lot of interesting angles to look at today, a lot of baseball throughout the day. Hopefully you can make some money somewhere. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.